How to Build a Tank, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams, and we have Kelly Williams, my wife, my lovely, beautiful wife, sitting right across from my desk. We are currently in our living room, hotel room. We just put our son to bed in the bedroom, and we are eating some delicious key lime pie. Correction, we just ate some delicious key lime pie. And we're drinking some cappuccino as well, which I don't know how many times you have been able to have some cappuccino, but it is a delicious coffee. Would you agree? I do agree. I love cappuccino. What was that one cappuccino brand that we had in Hawaii before we left where we had that really nice sampling of scotches? What was it called? What was the cappuccinos called? It was Izzy? that Illy. Illy. I-L-L-Y. Illy Espresso. That was so good. Illy Espresso. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite espresso for sure. That was delicious. That was delicious. Yeah, definitely. And key lime pie was pretty good too. I can't, can't hate on that at all, right? Great crest. You know, I think it might be because we're... Closer to the keys. Oh, yeah. my goodness. You thought I was the only one with bad jokes. Turns out my wife's with bad jokes as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was pretty pretty funny. So we drove down from <laughs> Atlanta to Florida, Orlando, Florida, where we're living. And we're in a hotel because uh, we forgot to turn the power on the hotel, uh, on our house. So I'm not going to sleep in... Uh, you know, 500 years ago before air conditioning was invented or whenever it was invented. Uh, we're in a hotel room, then. That's where we're at today. I can't tell you enough about how much I love my F-150. That thing was amazing. And it was a little uh, eye-opening with how much technology was in that car or is in that car. It's still there. Then I'll get into that in a second. Before we do that, if you want to email me, you can email me, matt at howtobuildattend.com. If you want to send me show suggestions, you want to critique me, tell me how unfunny I am and my humor is not great, and uh, anything else. I mean, even if you want to pray for me, I have people that say that will DM me and just ask me how well that they can pray for me. And man, that is such a blessing. And I feel so honored that I have you guys praying for me. I pray for you guys too. I really appreciate that. You can find me on the social media sites, How to Build a Tent, uh, and you can also follow me there. You can share the show. You can tag our website or our profiles. Find us on Minds, Twitter, Facebook, all those good things. I really appreciate that. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com, put an HTBT in a memo field. You'll get a sweet mug. Even when I'm on the road and been traveling, we've been living out of suitcase for like a month and a half now. Even now where I can't even do video podcast, but I'm just doing audio. I will still send you a mug personally and get on that website. I read all the emails from the network of who has subscribed and I uh, send them all out and I just see those names, see those addresses and I just uh, thank God for you guys. So I appreciate that. You get tons of great benefits from the network as well. I want to talk about my F-150 for a second, not because I want to brag, but because it is amazing how on the cusp of driverless cars we are. We've read about it. We've talked about it on the show. You've heard me talk about how close we are to having driverless cars. 
and driving my F-150 down from Atlanta to Orlando, which it said about seven hour drive. We got here in like five hours. So I'll let you do the math on that one. And I uh, was mostly on cruise control. Now this is the amazing thing about this F-150. It will, my wife just ran off and sneezed. You probably picked it up because I'm using a mic that just captures everything in the room right now. Cause I only have one lapel mic, so we couldn't use two. Lapel mics are directed at the the, the person that is trying to be picked up. But this, uh, this Zoom 5 that I use, this mic like picks up the whole room. So it might even sound a little more echoey and I apologize for that. But what I was saying, this F-150, will tell you when you're swerving from a lane. If you turn it on, it will turn you back to being back in the middle of the lane. So if you're swerving left, it will turn the wheel right to get you back in the lane. It also, when you are on, when you are on cruise control, it will slow you down when you get too close to a car. So pretty much, I am hands-free driving, but not really driving. I'm eating, I'm looking on the phone, I'm reading a book. No, I'm just kidding, I'm not doing those things. I'm still at my eyes on the road. Uh, but I really didn't have to do anything. And that short journey down south was uh, just easy and enjoyable and not stressful because I wasn't having a foot on the pedal I didn't really need to hold the wheel, although I did mostly because of habit. And that was pretty close to being driverless. That was really close. And I can just see it in like a year or two. Like there, I'm sure there's already cars doing it, obviously, right? But being able to experience it in some way. And this car truck also, which I haven't tested out yet. I'm a little scared to, honestly. It will parallel park for you too. So you don't even need to parallel park anymore. You can just flip on the sensor. It'll read the gap as you drive by and it will back into your car, it'll back into your spot and parallel park for you, which is driverless car. So we are on the cusp of driverless cars. And I bring that up for multiple reasons. One, if you are relying on income from being a truck driver, a taxi driver, an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, if that maybe is your side hustle, you need to start thinking about what's next for you. You need to start building up skills. You need to start educating yourself, however that is. Hopefully it doesn't require student loans, maybe a lot of YouTube videos, maybe some good old fashioned trips to the library, but look to build skills and find other ways to generate generate income, especially if it's your main source of income, but also if it is a side hustle, because it is coming, my friends. It is coming quickly. We are there. And I before I was saying three to five years, I think that's what I was saying before about when we were going to have driverless cars. But I mean, with seeing it like in hand, I mean, it could easily be just a flip of the button in two to three years. I'm waiting for like Elon Musk to just turn on the switch, release the software, download it to Tesla, and then they're going to have their own driverless Uber, which, man, Uber will become that car. You can buy the car, and it'll become a, a side hustle for you. you. You pay for it for driving you from point A to B, but then when you're not driving it, then you turn on Uber mode or whatever it's going to be called, and it's going to go make money for you. So 
Um, it turns out Tesla might be a good investment, even though I've been a big hater of electric cars for reasons I've shared before. <laughs> What's funny? My <laughs> wife just laughed at me. I just, you know, I know your pet peeves of some <laughs> of them are electric cars. <laughs> Isn't it funny how something like an electric car can be a pet peeve? But it does. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I don't like how quiet they are. You just, you can't trust them. (laughs) (laughs) You can't trust them. Like, it can sneak up behind you at any moment. It really could. Yeah. (laughs) Just ask Dwight. (laughs) Just ask Dwight. Dwight, That's the office reference. I don't know if you've heard this before, but I have somebody, a colleague of mine. He was telling me about the original office, the British version of it. And it was the original. The British version was first, and then the American version was second. And the writer who developed the whole screenplay, script, whatever it is to write those things, yeah. He wrote it based on his boss, and he based on his own work. And he submitted it to a film festival, and like it did like a five-minute clip or something, and it won. And then it got picked up by whoever, you know, published it or produced it or whatever it is, aired it on British TV, BBC, whatever channel. I don't know any other British channels besides the BBC and Sky News, maybe. That's it. Those are the only two they have. (laughs) We can't be more like Europe. We're going to only have two channels. Um, And But anyways, one of his requirements was that his boss that he based that character off of, the British Michael Scott be the actual character and that is Ricky Ricky? what's his name Ricky Gervais Gervais. I just need to have my wife on purely (laughs) for the memory and the name recognition finish all of your sentences (laughs) yeah that's what wives are really good at yeah but I thought that was really interesting that that's why he'd never been he was never an actor before this that was his first break and it was his first break because the writer wrote it based on him which that's crazy I never would have guessed it's hilarious, and I can't believe he did it because I mean it doesn't really paint him as a good light. Oh, excuse me. Hey, one of you just rec- did what I recommended and subscribed to me on Minds. I really appreciate that. And that was what that noise was, which is the only social media site that I haven't turned my Ring notification off for, <laughs> for it. Remind me to do that while I'm editing. <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, that was just a fun fact about The Ricky Office Gervais. and Ricky Gervais. Yes. Yeah. And so that is how it was created. I really liked watching the pilot for the American version of The Office and then watching the pilot for the British version of The Office. It was, it's insane how alike they are. It mm-hmm. is insane. The, the actors did an amazing job. Yeah, they really did. And then it kind of branches off from there. Yeah. I really want to love British humor. But I can't understand a dang word they're saying half the time. Even with subtitles. Their subtitles have a really strong accent on them and I can't read their English. Maybe you're usually like half asleep when you're trying to watch a a TV episode. That's true. That's true. I I watch TV to fall asleep and that's about all I have time for. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I want to talk about something that was kind of weird that... I, normally, I watch the stocks, and this is my little saying that I'm going to probably put on a t-shirt someday. I'm not a day trader, but I'm trading daily. And the difference is that I'm not buying and selling one stock or a number of stocks the same day trying to outsmart the market. I'm not smart enough to do that. I don't have the technology to do it. I don't have the time to do that. 
for a whole number of reasons. But I am taking time out of my day to buy and sell stocks in my portfolio. Do you see the difference? I'm not buying and selling the same stocks every day, but I'm buying and selling different stocks in the day. And the reason is, is because I am educating myself constantly. I am reacting to where a stock is and the price in the 52 week high to the news, to the set, the sentiment of the stock, then the news that's coming out. And I'm making decisions and I'm actively participating in my portfolio, which I highly recommend for all of you to do as well. Remember, we should not just put money into something and check out in anything, in our businesses, in our bank accounts, in our investments, if we're a seed investor, if we are a VC, and especially not in investing just because it is named a 401k or just because it's an employee contribution plan or a stock purchase plan. It doesn't mean that we should just check out. We are responsible for our investments and we should be learning, being engaged, being active, and making money. Now, I would show you a cool chart, but we're not doing a video of just how the stock market has gone up and down. And I've always said this, like we, we need to be selling when we think it's close to the highs and we need to be buying when we think it's close to the lows. And it's not that we need to sell at the highest point, but we just need to sell at somewhere at the highest point. And it's not that we have to buy at the very lowest point, but we have to buy somewhere at the low. And just being able to buy and sell at those two points somewhere, maybe we're not going to be perfect. We don't have all the information. We don't have perfect knowledge. But just not riding those waves is going to exponentially increase our investments. And you could do the math on it. And you can see how much money you would have saved from not just checking out, but actually being attentive to what the Fed is saying, to the market conditions in the United States, to the bond rates and making educated decisions, uh, how much money you would save if you would just guess it right. And I would recommend even before you do this strategy is just to try it out, to just to try it out. And what I mean by trying it out is don't put any money in, but just watch the stock market and try to see over, and again, this is long-term strategy. We're not day trading here. What I'm talking about is from an expansion in the economy to a retraction in the economy, perhaps a recession, is go over the next five years and just see if you can do it. And as you make mistakes, figure out why you made those mistakes and improve upon them. And then when you get comfortable, start really pouring into the strategy. But one of the key things to do is remember to always be investing in companies that are uh, healthy companies that are well-managed companies. This is one of the things that Warren Buffett does is he looks for well-managed companies. And he has, again, more advantages than we do because he has enough money where he can meet with anyone he wants to and actually talk with the managers. We can't do that. But we can read the news. We can study uh, what comes out about specific companies and we can get a good enough feel about it, I think. So we want to be informed and we want to be active and we don't want to just check out we are not day traders, but we are daily trading. And we may not even trade every day, but we are at least researching every day. And we're, at, we're 
at least we're keeping an eye on our portfolio and seeing what's going on. And that is just something that I was reminded of today because I was driving all day while the market was open or most of the day. And we were busy going back and forth, checking, getting our house and all that stuff. And uh, I just totally did not get to see the market at all today. And that was really weird for me. It's been a first time in a long time where I did not check my portfolio. And it was a little awkward. It was a little weird. I will get through it. But I'm uh, looking at the news now. It looks like we kind of were up a little bit. The S&P was up 2.6 points. NASDAQ's up 48. And the Dow Jones, who cares? That's an irrelevant index. I don't know why we have the Dow Jones. The economy should not be measured by 30 companies arbitrarily weighted. However, whoever weights them says it is. And it looks like futures, which I don't know if you can know, but there are and kind of pre-market numbers that come out. And if you like have the CNBC app, which I actually like a lot, I get a lot of news from them and actually have a lot of show topics from them. But the you know, futures, S&P's up 2.5 and uh, NASDAQ is up 8.25 for the futures. And they also have some great news. Like we're gonna talk about, just to close off this show, we're already 18 minutes in, and I said that, not for you guys, but for my wife who can't see the timer. So she knows how much longer she has to bear of me just talking. (laughs) So unbearable. (laughs) Now I'm gonna go back to a story we've covered before, and it's the top news on CNBC right now. Boeing record zero new plane orders as Paris Air Show starts slow. Uh, and we talked about this before when the the second plane crashed in the 737, the 737 plane, and I said that the CEO needs to resign. And I got some pushback from you guys on that, which I love, by the way. I love when you guys give me pushback. I love when you pilots, I had like five different pilots email me, DM me, and talk to me about what... I had wrong, what I had right, what they disagreed with, and what they agreed with. Actually, no, none of them really agreed with me. Uh, But what we've seen with Boeing is they still haven't really reasserted themselves as the safe plane, and people are not buying their planes. And they are to blame in some ways we've seen so far. And what I would like to just point out again is the need for the CEO to resign. And he needs to resign, or she, I believe it's a guy, I don't believe it's a girl. He needs to resign because Boeing is suffering still. And it's like a slow bleed. And I don't know if they can recover their reputation until they have a new CEO. And that's kind of sucks. It might not even be the CEO's fault, but he is responsible for the company. And the market will not uh, forget so easily, it seems like. I mean, zero new plane orders. And I believe there were a lot of returns. And we haven't e- I haven't even really heard about the lawsuits yet. But Boeing is in a world of hurt, especially with this new Raytheon-United Technologies merger that's going to happen. They are uh, going to have to be competing. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that until they put to bed this whole 737 issue with that plane. The next thing is really interesting one is Facebook in its cryptocurrency. It says expectations are high for Facebook's possible cryptocurrency plans. 
This is really interesting to me because cryptocurrency, to me, has been a very speculative market. And a speculative, it's been volatile. It's been really interesting to me because people think it's like the new way that we are going to um, use currency, the way we're going to bargain, we're going to barter, we're going to make purchases. And, you know, maybe it will to some extent, but it is no different than a currency. The only difference is it's not backed by a federal government. And you might say, well, no, the federal currency, the dollar, all those things are fiat currencies because they're not backed by gold. And that's where I get confused because cryptocurrency isn't backed by gold either. And then they may say, well, you don't understand because there's only a limited amount that's ever going to be made from a certain currency, Bitcoin. There's only going to be a certain amount of Bitcoin out there, and that's what's going to make it rare. But just because there's a, a, a limited amount of some cyber coin, it doesn't mean it's going to have intrinsic value. It doesn't mean that people are going to ascribe value to it. And that is where the speculation in my mind gets to and where I think it's going to fall short. But with Facebook using cryptocurrency, that could be really interesting because there's already a marketplace for it. And it might be the new way that you can buy and sell things on the Facebook market. I've never bought or sold anything. I've never paid a friend in cryptocurrency whatsoever. But it'll be interesting to see what Facebook does, especially because they're a global company and how they transcend national currencies and create a market for everyone, no matter what currency they're in. Uh, I have no idea what they're going to be doing with it, but it will be interesting seeing what Facebook does. And you know that they're going to be having to come out with some new stuff because Twitter and um, what was the other one? Was it YouTube? There was another social media site besides Twitter that was really starting to gain in popularity against Facebook and Facebook was starting to hurt uh, from that. So it'll be interesting to see what they do uh, with the cryptocurrency. The last story I want to touch on, we're at 22 minutes. I'm kind of making up for my short one yesterday about being thankful for fathers. The U.S. military releases new images of a Japanese oil tanker attack. And I want to point this out because it was looking more and more like there's going to be some kind of military action in Iran because of their backing out of the treaty and that we backed out of too. But they're starting to enrich uranium or at least go towards that, it looks like. They're starting to be aggressive in their navy, like blowing up this Japanese oil tanker and another oil tanker. And they're causing... Um, oil prices to rise. So what should we do in this case? Well, there's not much we can do from a military perspective, but there is a lot we can do from a financial perspective. We can invest in companies that supply the army with missiles, Raytheon, with engines, with military equipment like Northrop Grumman. Uh, Boeing is kind of an interesting one because, again, like our previous story, they're having some issues, but they do also do military contracts. And also oil is probably going to go through the roof. I have bought some Halliburton because of that, and it's really been actually not turning out so well. Halliburton has been tanking, but it's because they've been thinking oil prices have been going up and they've been going down. So I apparently bought Halliburton way too early. I'm just going to be honest with you. I make mistakes too. That's one of mine. So we'll see about that. But let us, and this is another example of how we should just view a story, not for the story itself, but how could we be profitable off of it? Not just that, like, oh, we should be profitable off war. War is a terrible thing. We shouldn't be excited about it. But since we have no control over it, or most of us don't, maybe we do have some big shots listening to this, who knows? 
we should be able to see world events and then at least be able to better ourselves in our financial positions off of it if we can't control it. So those are some stories that were going on today, some thoughts that I had. Kelly Williams, thank you for being our special guest that I didn't tell you were going to be a special guest, but you're a champ. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. That's so professional and fake, but I love it. <laughs> Doing my best. Doing our best. All right, now let's go out and be successful together and do our best. And I'll talk to you next time.